The international signing period began on Sunday, and the Angels took 18 international free agents. What's next for these players? Where are they going to end up? And how does this whole thing work? It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for being here with us for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Well, Mike, this past Sunday, uh, we had a... Uh, international free agency signing period that began on Sunday the 15th, and that runs through December 15th. And so we thought it would be a good conversation for today to kind of explain that, go through it, talk about who we signed and where they'll end up afterward. Uh, we're going to do that conversation today. And remember, we're doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the off season. And if you come back on Friday, listen, It's January 18th. Just yesterday, the conversation already began about Shohei Otani and where he's going to end up after this season. And so we're going to give you the expert insight, the angel fan insight into that conversation. And we'll give you more information on that at the end of this episode. But that will be taking place on Friday. In the meantime, we should get into explaining international free agency. I think that would serve all of us well. And there was a yeah. really great article from Mike Axissa from CBS Sports that kind of helps us all understand the concept. So like I mentioned, it runs from January 15th to December 15th. What else do, should we know about international free agency, Mike? Well, it used to run from July 2nd to June 25th each year. Mm. And the pandemic actually affected that and changed everything. So it mm-hmm. moved it to January, which probably is a better move Makes sense. anyway. And when you're actually drafting these players, they have to be at least... 16 years old. They have mm-hmm. to turn 17 by September 1st of the following year. So players that were born September 1st, 2005. Jeez, <laughs> we're old. <laughs> to August 31st, 2006. <laughs> I see these numbers and I go, man, we're getting old. Nobody, Johnny, was, and nobody these players... was born in 2005. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? That's ridiculous. Oh, man. And you did put in the notes, we're old, dude. <laughs> we're old, dude. <laughs> and yeah, I, and yeah. I love that. So sure players must home. be... Yes, players must be 16 years old, turn 17 by September 1st of the following year. Again, September 1st, 05 to August 31st, 06 are the players that could potentially be drafted in this draft. Other than the amateur draft, which we're all familiar with, where you get high school and college players being drafted, this is the only other way that teams can acquire talent. So this is an important time for teams to invest in some talent. And they invest through what's called the International Bonus Pool. This is the name for the money that teams can spend on players. Small market teams get bigger bonus pools. That's usually dependent on their revenue and and what market that they're in. Now, you and I agree that there's no such thing as a a small market team. Anybody can make exponential dollars. Owners just don't want to spend it. That is tied to who's bringing in the most revenue, who's spending the most things like that. So small market teams will get more big market teams. Think Dodgers, Yankees, they will get less and teams can actually trade for up to 60% of their original bonus pool money. So they can make that swap with other teams. They can send a player and add bonus pool money to that. You and I have talked a lot about qualifying offers and how it causes a team to 
lose a draft pick. Well, also tied to that qualifying offer is that teams will get dinged a penalty in bonus pool money. It's half a million dollars that they aren't allowed to spend because they signed a player with a qualifying offer. Teams can pay a player a bonus. So if they really believe in them, that's usually an indication that a team really believes in somebody if they were signed to a really high salary. So let's talk about the Angels for a moment. They had $4,644,000 in international bonus pool mm-hmm. money. Uh, they were dinged $500,000 for Noah Syndergaard and when they signed him last offseason. And that will happen again next year because they signed Tyler Anderson. The Angels had 18 signings Woo. on Sunday. They had six right-handed pitchers. There's more pitching, pitching, pitching. Yay, Perry. <laughs> Five shortstops, four outfielders, and three catchers, Johnny. We had this question from Charlie Hess on Twitter. He said, what are the odds and the numbers that any of these international signings work out for the Angels or even MLB in general? And so when we asked that question, how often do these work out? Well, let me give you some names of international free agents that you've heard of. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Julio Urias, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., (laughs) Vladimir Guerrero Jr., oh, and somebody named... Shohei Otani. That's fun. Hey, hey. Uh, Because the rule that anyone under 25 has to sign a minor league deal, uh, 23-year-old Shohei Otani actually had to sign a minor league contract, if you can believe it, when he came over with the Angels originally. And so that's why you often see guys like Seiya Suzuki wait until they're older so they can sign a major league deal. And What's interesting, too, is these ki- these are kids, man. They're 16 years old, and right. that's, you know, the earliest that they can be signed. And it's so you see these photos of these kids signing their contracts. Yes. I'm like, he's yeah. a baby. They're babies. <laughs> are they shaving yet? Right. right. <laughs> here's, here, here's some names that might sound familiar to Angel fans that were a part of the international draft and signings. Kendris Morales, Irvin Santana, Eric Ibar, Francisco Rodriguez. Hey-o. They were all free agents that the Angels signed. Jaime Berea, Jose Suarez, Levon Soto, Errol Vera, Edgar Caro, Densmer Guzman were all free agents that were signed in the last decade. And Johnny, I'm I'm going to leave this little nugget just for you <laughs> because it's a Jerry DePoto nugget. And as we all know that you're a super fan of Jerry DePoto. Oh, please. Uh, no. Um, so let's let's talk about the, the big mistake that he made in believing in a guy named Roberto Baltikin. Yeah, this is uh, the oopsie of the century. He signed Roberto Baldokin, who was a shortstop out of Cuba, for $8 million. So you know yeah. that they were very high on him. And they ended up paying $14 million in total with the wow. penalties for paying as much as they did. And because of that penalty, they weren't allowed to spend more than 300000 in 2016 and 2017 wow. during the international free agency signings. Now, hold on. I'm going to go to baseballreference.com. I'm just uh-huh. looking for Baltikin on the roster. Right. Um, let's see, 2016. Oh, he's not there. 2017. Nope. Oh, he's not there. Nope. 18. Not there. 19. John, where'd he go? <laughs> he never made it past Double uh, A, Mike. So yeah. that was yeah. a, a huge bust. And because they didn't have any money to play with Here's in where 2016 and 2017, they missed out on Vladdy Jr., Fernando oh. Tatis Jr., Ouch. Juan Soto. So Good Depoto's going to depote. Jerry Depoto once again. <laughs> Screwing over the Angels, he's not even with the team anymore. Uh, no wonder, no wonder he uh, doesn't have that job anymore. So, 
I'd fire him too. Good grief. Good yeah, we grief. actually we talked about Lindsey uh, with Lindsey Crosby of the Locked On MLB Prospect Show about Roberto Baltakine, and that was a great episode because Lindsey even said it was the biggest mistake of the decade in trying yeah. to get Baltakine and thinking that he was much more than he actually was. Right, exactly. Hey, coming up on Locked On Angels, who did the Angels sign during international free agency? Where are they going to play, and what's next for those players? We're going to get to all that coming up right here on Locked On Angels. Locked On Angels is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to the basketball season. They've got you covered at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you're going to love those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. We mentioned them last segment. You got to check out Lockdown MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby and make that your second listen of the day. He's a prospect encyclopedia. He can tell you more about international free agency than than we can. And he's going to have all your answers on what all the teams have done in the minor leagues, who they've added, who's coming up, who's the future, who are the prospects we should watch out for in 2023. He's got you covered. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we had some signings. Who did we sign? Here are a few names. And the first name is Felix Morabel. Mm -hmm. He's from the Dominican Republic. He slots in as a shortstop. He's number 50, John, on the top 50 international prospects list. We got one. So, hey, we got one. (laughs) I love that that was going to be the thought that we both were going to share. Yeah. We got one. We got one. He is a switch hitting shortstop. So, that's a unique feature about uh, this young man. And according to Jesse Sanchez of MLB.com, here's some information on him. Uh, He's got smooth actions on defense with quick feet and a plus arm potential. He's got natural instincts, overall defense of awareness. It allows him to make the routine plays on a consistent basis. Very athletic. He's got really great athleticism. It shows that he can make an extraordinary play. He's a line drive hitter uh, who could add more pop uh, as his body matures. Remember, these guys are young when they draft them, and so he has a lot of growing and maturing to do. He got a $900,000 contract, John, so you know that the Angels were big on him, especially now being a top 50 prospect. One note there, too, is there's a good chance chance, according to Jesse Sanchez, that he stays at shortstop. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. But for the most part, these guys who are playing shortstop, they they could end up at second. They could end up at third. But but in Morabell's case, they're really high on him staying at shortstop. Let me talk about Byron Castillo, who's an outfielder from the Dominican Republic, a former Locked On Angels host and Angels writer, Taylor Blake Ward, Hall of Famer here at Locked On Angels. Shout out, he Taylor. He did all the research on these guys. And so here's some of the things that he had to say about Byron Castillo. He's the second top signee of this class, and he signed somewhere around $500,000. He's a solid athlete in the outfield who flashes all five tools, 
with some power upside. And then there's one Flores. He's a catcher out of Venezuela. And again, Taylor Blake Ward gave us information on him. He's one of the top catchers from Venezuela, and he actually signed for around 300000 He's a very gifted defender behind the plate with power upside. So these three guys that we just read are are really good guys. The Angels are really high on them. They're not, it's not that they're not high on the other, the other names that we're going to mention, but these are the three names because of the resource that was given. These are the three names that you really want to pay attention to. Yeah, some some quick hits on the rest, on most of the other guys that they signed. Ubaldo Soto, who's a right-handed pitcher from the Dominican Republic. I'm seeing a trend here, Mike. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Blake Ward said he's a tall and loose right-hander, good on-mound athleticism, shows flashes of three good pitches, and he sits 87 to 90 miles per hour with his fastball. That's great for a 16-year-old uh, hitting yeah. 87 to 90. So that's something to look yeah. forward to right there. And then I'm going to give you two shortstops. Brian Martinez out of the DR and Victor Rodriguez out of the DR. Taylor Blake Ward gave us this information. Martinez is really athletic up the middle. He moves well, but he believes will likely outgrow the shortstop position. And then Rodriguez is a bigger infielder who probably slots better at third base. Right now he's mm-hmm. in short, but probably slots better at third base. Uh, makes really hard contact and has some major power projection. Yeah, this is this is great to hear just some some good power to come up and work through the system and give us some potent offense, you know, maybe in four or five, six years, something like that. And Yellow yeah. Marquez is the final one that we're going to look at. Of course, there were 18. These are just a handful of them. Uh, he's also a shortstop, Mike. And of course, Taylor Blake Ward mentioned that he's a left-handed hitting shortstop, makes a lot of contact, can get stronger if he's going to end up having much more of an impact. There's a good chance of staying up the middle, so probably shortstop, probably second base, and he got one of the Angels' bigger bonuses of the year. So another another good signing for the Angels in terms of the resource given and who they're excited about in terms of these international free agents. And once again, the Angels did sign 18 players. They had six right-handed pitchers, five shortstops, four outfielders, and three catchers. Hey, so what comes next for these international free agents? What happens once they get signed? Well, we're going to tell you, first of all, you're going to find that these guys are going to continue training with the Angels-affiliated training facilities down in you know the South American area where they're from, and that's going to happen until they're old enough to go to single A or rookie ball and play there, because again, 16 years old, a lot of these guys are really young, and so they're going to need some time and some seasoning and a little bit of work before they head up into the Angels minor league system. Now, we had talked uh, about Albert Pujols on yeah. this pod, and he has this personal service contract with the Angels, and a lot of questions have been around what he will actually be doing for the Angels. Well, here's some information about what Albert will be doing. He's going to be visiting and working with these players himself so mm-hmm. he'll be present with them which I think is awesome That's and I huge. think it's perfect for Albert listen I know that the 10 years he was with us was a struggle and then he bounced back in St. Louis we were excited when we first signed him and I think what Albert actually can bring the Angels now 
is this veteran experience. The guy is probably one of the top, I would say that one of the top three hitters all time in in Major League Baseball, not just because of home runs, but because of batting average and everything. And so I think he can really prepare these players on the field mentally, help them make the transition to the United States, Mm -hmm. which is so huge. And gosh, to learn from Albert Pujols, John, these players are going to benefit immensely. Mike, this feels more valuable than his entire contract that we signed with him. Amen. <laughs> like this, to have his experience and his veteran presence around these guys. And again, he he's also from where they're from. And so he can relate to them. He can understand them. Yep. He can help them, like you said, transition to the United States and make that move and help them get ingratiated into the game of baseball, into MLB and, and feel confident in taking that step because he's been through it. So I think that's really significant. That was a like $10 word there. Ingratiated? Is that what you said? <laughs> that was up. good. I'm impressed. <laughs> All right, you take the next bit. All right, I'll take the I don't have I don't have big words for you, but so here's uh, the contrast between the international free agency period and the international draft. Now, during the lockout and CBA, uh, CBA negotiations, the players and the owners actually debated on the implementation of the international draft. Mm-hmm. Players actually pushed back because they like that the players have a choice. And quite honestly, John, I like that as well. Mm -hmm. I know you do as well, that they get to choose who they're going to sign with. The issue with free agency has been that when a player signs with teams, there are a lot of people who can take advantage of these young guys Mm -hmm. and their families. And then these so-called quote unquote agents, they, they have connections. They can skim money off the top of the contract, which is why there was some pushback. So the idea is that a draft would actually protect the player from this. MLB actually did offer even getting rid of the qualifying offer to push for the draft. And eventually MLB and the Players Union decided to wait until the next CBA in 2026 to revisit this idea. Mostly, (laughs) I know that's eye roll, mostly because they were ready to put it behind him and they just wanted to play ball again. So I I, quite honestly, again, I I just want to reiterate, I love the fact that they get to choose where they want to sign because I think it gives them the freedom to do that. And unfortunately, there are just some mean nasty people out there, right? And so I think that maybe part of the language in the CBA would perhaps be that we hire some people with integrity and then we look at their history mm-hmm. and, and and let them kind of benefit with baseball and with baseball players mm-hmm. and these players specifically and benefit financially and let them maybe manage more than one player because then you know you can trust these guys. They're going to do well with these guys. You can't vet character and integrity to its its deepest level, but I think that experience will show that some people are trustworthy and some people are not, especially with these young guys. They need trustworthy people around them. I'm glad you made that distinction because you and I talk, talk really, really fast sometimes. And when we talk about international free agency, we interchangeably use the word draft Apologies, (laughs) because that's not what we meant. We mean the international signing period. A couple more notes, Mike. First of all, I want to mention that you know, you mentioned we had five signees as shortstop. Is that yep. going to stick? I think I think the best way to think about these guys at the moment is infielders, and specifically mm. middle infielders, because usually, and even even with you know draft picks, they are signed as a shortstop, but they'll probably end up playing second, maybe even third. Um, sometimes they stay at shortstop, but they'll figure out where they fit best as they continue to develop. Again, some of these guys still need to to grow. They're, you know, right. five foot something right now. They might Literally end up being need six, to grow. <laughs> six four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's encouraging to hear that Felix Morabel is probably going to stick 
at mm. shortstop because there's a pretty good idea that, yeah, that guy, he's built for shortstop. We need him to play shortstop. Yeah. And that's probably a good indication that we have somebody good on our hands who could be a future shortstop. So that would be exciting to see. And then finally, I think it's important to, to point out, I know that we signed 18 on Sunday. Yeah. But yeah. like you mentioned earlier, it runs through December 15th. And if you remember back to last year, uh, sorry, two years ago, Edgar Caro didn't get signed until much later in the free agency period. So don't think that it's over. Don't think that the Angels are done signing international free agents. They might find a diamond in the rough somewhere during this international signing time. And it could be an Edgar Caro or a Denzer Guzman, somebody that we're really excited about that comes along a little bit later that might have gotten missed at the beginning, but... As the scouts spend more time looking into these players, they might find some pretty good prospects out there, and that's exciting for all of us. And one last point, we we had Jeff Fletcher on the show not too long ago, and he wrote a really great article in the OC Register about how the Angels and their drafting and international signings were not fantastic, and because of Baltikine and some of those decisions, we weren't able to actually go and get anybody. Mm-hmm. These signings are huge when it comes to being successful in the future. Mm -hmm. These signings are necessary for us to be a team that's competitive, not just with superstars, but with depth. Well, look at the Astros. They got Framber Valdez and Christian Javier, like two guys. That's their whole starting rotation, isn't it? Right, exactly. (laughs) International free agents, and that's why this is such an important factor. And that's why it is frustrating that we couldn't really draft very well yeah. in 2016 and 17. Yeah. And then there wasn't a draft in 2020. So I think that Perry Manassian is doing a good job. I, I kind of like the approach here of getting 18 players, getting mm-hmm. 18 guys, mm-hmm. right? Getting a versatile group of players who can catch, who can play short, who can play the outfield, who can pitch. I think that's really necessary. And so I, rather than going all in on one prospect, I think it was really cool that they spread the wealth because when you think about it these guys are hit and miss not everybody's a tatis jr and not not everybody get there not everybody who gets five million to sign uh is gonna get there right so it's really a lotto ticket at the end of the day so this is all very exciting we'll see how these players develop and and see how they make an impact in the next few years eight million dollars for roberto (laughs) baldacchini ended up costing us 14 million dollars. It's great stats like that that make Locked on Angels such a great listen, and thank you for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB Prospect Show. Lindsey Crosby actually will go in depth on prospects like the ones we've mentioned in the international signing. I think it would be great to check out his podcast. He's got a lot of really great content, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. His podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Angels and, of course, on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. Mike, what's going on on Friday's show? I know I teased it a little bit, but uh, let's give our listeners and viewers a little more info there. Everybody's talking about Shohei because they want clicks and they want us to be nervous and everybody wants Shohei on their team and all of that stuff. Listen, it's going to be the year of Shohei. You don't need to freak out. You don't need to defend this. You don't need to fight for this. Who cares if the Mets and the Yankees and the Dodgers are in the conversation about Shohei? Let people speculate. We're going to talk all about that. What a tease, right? We're 
going to talk all about that on Friday's show on Locked On Angels. All right, friends. Until Friday's episode, we'll see you again. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we look forward to seeing you on Friday for more Locked On Angels. Oh,